0: Hello and welcome to the Church Society podcast. I am Ros Clark. I am the Associate Director of Church Society and I'm delighted to be joined on this week's podcast by Sophie Killingly. Sophie, just tell us uh, who you are, where you live, what you do.
1: Okay, so, um, yeah, I'm Sophie Killingly and I am a freelance artist living in Surrey. Uh, My husband is also a pastor of an independent evangelical church and I have two kids at home and Major Tom the Cat.
0: Major Tom the Cat. (laughs) Excellent. And Sophie, you have a book coming out this summer. Um, So people who are listening to last week's podcast we'll have heard Kirsty Burkett talking about her work that's come out recently on Christian journaling and thinking about that as a a useful spiritual discipline and your book is also kind of in that same area as well could you just introduce it to us
1: yes well I think my book might be the practical handbook to be honest of the journaling as it is an undated 365 uh, journal kind of like a bullet journal layout um I have included uh, guided prompts for people um, for each month. Uh, So the first six months in the book, uh, I go through Psalm 103 and give some uh, prompts of the verses that we meditate on each month. And the the second half of the year, the last six months is on Ephesians 1, 1 to 14. And then for each week, of the year I've got some structured boxes for you to start your own musings on whatever it is you're reading and there'll be little prompts to the side each week a space to doodle the verse of the week for you and to maybe think about different ways to approach your um, daily Devotional time, so I might have some Bible study prompts, some prayer prompts, or some creative art prompts, just to try and get you going and to connecting uh, with God in a creative sense and maybe new ways that you haven't tried before. So, so many people say, "I really want to start spiritual journaling or bullet journaling," but I feel too overwhelmed. A blank book is just way too overwhelming. So, this is kind of your your gateway into journaling perhaps
0: (laughs) love it a gateway into journaling so I have not seen uh, a physical copy of this because it's not out yet but I have uh, seen the pdf uh, version that you sent to me and Mm -hmm. so it is that sort of weeks and and months and days Mm -hmm. sort of structure so it feels it's not like a diary where you would put appointments in or a planner in that sort of sense it is Mm -hmm. a book where you can uh, think about your spiritual life you can reflect on the bible there are places to record things that you're praying for or to record yeah. answers to prayer sermon notes so it's it's really that kind of spiritual journal um, that if you were listening to last week's episode and thought I have no idea how to go about this um, this could be a great place to start. Did you have a particular sort of person in mind or group of people in mind who you thought this might be particularly useful for?
1: To be honest I guess I have quite a wide goals for the book. We'll see how it sells and who's actually interested in it but I want I want it for so many people to to, to get into this book people who have said I want to try spiritual journaling but I don't know how for that group of people I also want Um, perhaps people in more traditional or conservative evangelical circles who have maybe like divorced the sense of creativity and creative expression from deep theological thought like they're uh, in opposition to each other and I want to kind of challenge them that actually uh, creativity and creative response to God is not um, opposite to deep theological thought and grappling with um, uh, the Bible and with your daily life so I'm hoping that people might um, find a new way to approach doing their uh, daily walk with God. So I'm hoping it will be helpful. And maybe for those people, maybe newer Christians who aren't um, into daily habits yet, Maybe they uh, are struggling to kind of find uh, yeah, that daily habit and this might help them and encourage them. It's undated, crucially. So there's none of the guilt associated with a year reading the Bible in a year and you realise you've missed a month and now you've got so much catching up. There's none of that. Um, but there are um, like daily uh, habit trackers. To try and encourage you to read your Bible or pray, or even just to mark, if you've done neither of those things, to remind yourself that you're beloved by God anyway, and your value is found in Christ. So again, try to dispense with the guilt and encourage the creativity.
0: That's one of the things I was very struck by, actually, as someone who has um, sort of dallied with bullet journaling in my sort of ordinary planning of life. Mm-hmm how much grace there is built into your book because it can feel like for those of us who are not very good at habits and routines and remembering mm. to do things every day it can just feel like a record of failure and and I didn't feel like that with your book and I loved that it that is. you constantly were reminding us that God loves us no matter how many of those boxes we've ticked out
1: yes and that that's really come through my own personal experience so <laughs> i am terrible at starting things and then not completing them and then having the guilt over it also just uh the way i was brought up was quite um personal holiness focused to the detriment of grace so I often used to get terrible guilt as a teenager when I'd look back and go oh my gosh I haven't done that and I you know it would cause me to feel guilt and shame and less likely to run back to God whereas this I'm hoping that it's kind of compassionate and gentle and people be like oh it's okay I'm still valued and loved let's get back into it it's all right.
0: Yeah, I really think. Well, that certainly came across to me as I was just sort of uh, looking through it, and I'm sure it will as awesome. people are using it. So I wonder um, how much you talked then a bit about your own sort of background and in, in personal holiness and and obviously your own uh, creativity. You work as an artist. Does the mm-hmm. book reflect what you do in your own personal devotional life, Sophie?
1: Well, as I say, I um, I. I'm very changeable. I <laughs> start things, don't finish them. So it is something that I do do, not all the time, because I find the best thing for me is to keep switching up how I do my daily devotions. I'm pretty sure I've got ADHD. Um, no joke, my kids are neurodiverse. And so I like to have the, the novelty uh, to keep changing. So whether that's just opening the Bible up for myself or doing some devotional things or doing um, the uh, kind of creative journaling. And I found that the creative journaling that I started to do some years back was a real uh, eye opener for me because I think for so long I had really separated out um, the artist that God had created me to be and my personality that I've been given, which is, you know, quite a lot. And, so, <laughs> um, and I found that, I suddenly realised that my daily walk with the Lord and my daily time to read the Bible didn't necessarily reflect that at all. I felt it was compartmentalised to an unhelpful degree, that I would open my Bible, I would struggle to read and to think about it and then I would pray and then I would get on with my day. And so Um, I was encouraged by some friends to actually, why don't you open up your sketchbook and have your pens there and maybe start doodling some of the verses that you're reading and write down what you're thinking and embellish that with your pens and your tape. And I was like, that's, why didn't I think of that before? I mean, that's what I do all the time as part of my job and as part of my recreation. So why would I kind of hold back that part of myself so I started to do that and I actually found it really really refreshing to be able to um, open up my entire self to God and to communicate with him in the way that I communicate with other people through my artwork so it was a yeah so that is something that I do often as well as other things.
0: That is I mean that is really wonderful to hear I think so many of us have at different times been told, this is how you do a quiet time. Mm. This is what you must do. And to be told that actually it's okay to do it the Mm. way that works for you, that allows you to communicate in the way that's natural to you, whether that is through art or for some people the appropriate thing might be to start singing or it might be to yeah you know go outside and and pray to the lord in the open air and and all kinds of different things that you know if if it's you having a relationship with your loving heavenly father he's yeah. interested in you as an individual
1: mm.
0: he doesn't need us to all be the same and be doing things in the same way um yeah. you know he wants he wants us to he wants to delight in the people that he's made us to be doesn't he
1: yeah and that's definitely uh, like a journey that I've been walking along myself um understanding who God made me to be I always felt too much As a teenager or a young person, I always wished I was the kind of quiet, pious type in the corner that could do the quiet time with the emphasis on quiet. But that just isn't me. And so I felt like I was trying to kind of um, pigeonhole myself into this quiet devotional person. Actually, that's not me at all. And when I stopped calling it quiet time and put worship music on, opened my Bible and could pray out loud um and then start drawing I was like ah yes this 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 feels um the person I've been created to be and um yeah this is a refreshing way to start approaching God and not being afraid of the gifts he's given me and the personality that he's given me
0: yes absolutely I'm I'm all in favor of loud times <laughs> um, I, I think that's a, a good thing. So, uh, one of the things that's very noticeable about the book, Sophie, is just how lovely it is to look at. Um, you oh, were showing you. me the, the physical copy that you've got earlier, and it's just a nice thing to hold. But mm. also, inside, um we're going to put some photos, I think, so you can get a little glimpse of this on the blog post uh, that goes with the podcast. But it's full of beautiful hand lettering and drawings. And it it also encourages us to be creative in our response Mm -hmm. to that. And I wonder, you know, somebody somebody once described to me the inside of of evangelical churches in the UK as being aggressively ugly. And (laughs) that's obviously not true of all churches. But there does seem to be a tendency sometimes towards seeing beauty as frivolous and unimportant and unnecessary and we shouldn't waste any money on it and we shouldn't waste Mm -hmm. our time on it and i i don't think this is a book written by someone who thinks it doesn't matter what it looks like
1: (laughs) clearly what it looks like is very
0: important why why is that important Well first of all
1: thank you for that because I did hand draw every single element and design the cover and it seemed like a really good idea when I was pitching it and then when I was halfway through I was like why why did I say I would draw everything
0: yeah every (laughs) week in the the year has a different spread I mean it's sort of the
1: same lots of different themes yeah uh yeah it's quite involved and detailed um and yeah you're right with uh, we can be uh yeah aggressively plain and functional i think as um evangelicals or conservative evangelicals and that's just not the picture we get of our creator god in the bible when he created the earth it wasn't just functional it's also gorgeous um the you know the whole of creation flowers the whole of nature god didn't need to make it beautiful but he did um he could have made it just functional for pollination to happen and for you know whatever but actually it's a real like mystery of brilliance and Uh, and beauty and so I really yeah I wanted the book to reflect that I wanted it to be really aesthetically pleasing to look at um also I wanted it to be unisex as well so um I very much avoided um too many kind of uh gendered colors in that sense I wanted it to be something that um both men and women, teens, can use um, and still look fabulous. I wanted it to look really pleasing. And yeah, um, God creates that way. So why wouldn't we um, want what we make to reflect something of that?
0: That's so interesting as well that you make that point about wanting it to be for both men and women. And I I Mm. do wonder, I do wonder if there's something about how we value beauty and creativity in that it's kind of okay for women to play with but it's not a thing that serious yeah. men should do
1: absolutely and that that again is another kind of facet of what I'm trying to do here um i want like i said i didn't want um people to kind of um think of creativity and creative response as something that kind of the women do over here with their colouring pens, while the men do the nice heavy lifting theological thoughts and musings over here. I wanted my journal to be something for both men and women to show that we can have creative responses, we can be like fully embodied people worshipping our God Um, and that's not separate from grappling with um, uh, the Bible with you know deep theological concepts of who God is and who we are um, and that's yeah that's something I wanted to kind of be reflected in the book in the very the look of it um, and the um, what's inside as well.
0: And for me I don't know whether you feel this that sometimes when I'm doing things that are creative whether it's a, a painting or whether I'm uh you know working on on a cross stitch or a, a knitting project or whatever it is there's something about the, the physicality of doing something that mm. focuses all my attention in a way that actually feels very meditative. And so mm. what the, what I'm doing actually in my own uh, devotional times at the moment is I'm listening to David Cichet reading out the Bible on a Bible reading plan. And at the same time, I'm working on a cross-stitch sampler um, mm. that's called A Saviour's Praise, and it, it's got various sort of Christian references in it. And I mm, wanted lovely. to try that because i found over the years that certain things that I've made become inextricably linked with the TV programmes I was watching while I was working <laughs> yeah. on them. And and I just thought, rather than remembering every detail of every episode of Sharp, wouldn't mm-hmm. it be great to have something that kind of had stitched into it my memory of listening to the Bible?
1: that's great
0: yeah and and it's a sort of similar thing I think when in your kind of prompts that are causing us to reflect on on the bible and giving us a a physical thing to do Mm. um mean, it's like we tell kids when they're revising for exams don't we write it out because Mm. the muscle memory works together with your mental memory and Yeah, just I think there's something about the physicality of creativity that seems important to me.
1: Absolutely. Actually, that's something I do. um, I haven't really covered this yet, but um, as part of the um, journal, I also have sermon note sections, which are for every Sunday because I want people to be able to kind of bring this book to church with them. and work on the sermon notes because every Sunday uh, while my husband preaches I am sat there with all my pens out and my notebook um, and I'm both noting down things that he's saying and making notes but also I usually try and create a piece of word art each week Um, and again that yeah the kind of styles that I go through they do kind of yeah link to the passage of the bible that I'm um kind of looking at so yeah we were just doing colossians on sunday night and um Uh, Christ being the firstborn from the dead and preeminent. And so I was creating like a really epic piece with my pens as we were all sat there discussing um, that. And it's, yeah, it was really, it just felt really right for the passage. And it was really, yeah, really helped me focus as I thought about those things and created this like massive broad brush stroke, brush pens in like really bold colors. And it was, yeah, it was really great to kind of be meditating on that and listening to the discussion around me. Wow. Oh, I, did
0: that. I um, So I do take sermon notes in the form of sort of doodles <clears> and <throat> pictures and things with words as well in there at the moment. But I've never really dared take my entire kit of stuff <laughs> to do it with. I, I just do it with one fine liner and a little notebook. and there are people are used to me with my big
1: pencil case and I usually take up a chair next to me with all the pens lined out and <laughs> me and my daughter pick out the
0: pens that we use amazing so I wonder I mean I guess obviously people at church at your church know you and they know you're an artist and and that Mm. that's the sort of work that you do have you come across either in your current church or or elsewhere a a sort of um disdain for the kind of work you do and a and a that's not important for Christians have you had that that Mm. sort of reaction from people
1: um I think most people that I've come across um, are fine when it comes to when I'm... I mean, some people, I think, might think it disrespectful that I'm sat there doodling. But as I point out, it's something that helps me focus. I'm, you know, not being, um, you know, obtrusive with it. Um, I'm just sat there with my pens and my book. So that helps me. Um, I think Christians are more likely... Well, I found they're fine with me doing the kind of word art and Bible art, but they're more likely if they see some of my other art, which isn't, as they say, overtly Christian because it's not Bible verses, and think, well, why are you doing that? Where's the, where's the gospel link? What's the benefit in that? So I think, I think Christians have a, an issue with wider art than something that they can compartmentalise as Christian
0: art. I think that's the greater issue. I once met a lady who worked for Claire's Accessories, designing mm-hmm. things for Claire's Accessories. And I think it is hard to argue that there's great spiritual meaning in Claire's Accessories. <laughs> I mean, you know, there, there's it's not to say there's no value in it, but I, I think you're hard put to, to sort of, d- you know, develop a, a great dissertation on that. But she found that her work she felt as though her work was so looked down on in her church. Oh my gosh, yeah. And and that she just
1: But it's all design, it's all you know, using a gift that God has given you. She's been given that gift and she's exercising it in
0: her workplace to the best of her ability. An enormous amount of happiness to people.
1: Oh, so much joy. Absolutely. I mean, I love a bit of Claire's accessory going there with my teenage daughter. It's, you know, a bit of joy and fun and happiness. It's, you know, those are things, not things to be looked down upon. You know, those are things that are, are God sanctioned and God created too. joy, simple joy and happiness in beautiful things and fun things.
0: I think so. I think it's at least as important as somebody creating the latest widget for some machine that, I mean, yeah, anyway, anyway, have you had then experiences of the opposite of churches that have been really good at encouraging creativity and and valuing beauty Mm -hmm. and art and, and really encouraging people in their congregation to express their faith in those sorts of ways?
1: Yeah, well, I have to say, um, the current church that I'm at, that my husband's pastor of, (laughs) I have to say they're really open to um, creativity and people sharing that. I mean, just one of the deacons of the church commissioned me by himself to, um, there was an old uh, door at the side of the building, which wasn't in regular use. And it was just looking a bit ugly and forlorn so he asked me if I pay you could you please design a mural for that wall anything you like um uh, so yeah so that was like really great that he saw that actually this piece of um the building it it looks ugly and it doesn't look inviting and there is benefit and value in having something beautiful there
0: yes Um, and that's so true isn't it that the beauty can be just valuable for itself, but so often yes. it does have an impact on how people perceive the church itself. You know, if the building yeah. looks kind of old and run down and not really looked after, you think, well, is this a a group of people I, I'm going to want to be part of? Is the community of the church old Absolutely. and run down and not looked after?
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, th- there's so much to be said just about um yeah making our church buildings look beautiful um you know like i said it can be christian artwork or it can be just artwork um just to make it look beautiful uh, because that is all part of it as well um so yeah the church is really good like that and there are other artists in the church as well and they're encouraged to um yeah to kind of complete their artwork and we we have various pieces on display in our church hall as well which is just lovely just to see um yeah people being encouraged
0: yeah I think so and it makes such a difference doesn't it I mean you know we've all been I expect in churches that have had the same artwork on the wall since 1973 (laughs) and it's gone slightly blue and it might have been (laughs) exactly the right thing then but it is also a thing that you want to just keep an eye on and you know does the church look beautiful now is it conveying we what we want it to now and Mm -hmm. um keep working at that it's exciting we're hopefully um due to start a big church building project at my church quite soon and um you know one of the things we got to do was talk to the architects about the kind of things that that we wanted and obviously all sorts of practical Mm -hmm. you know are there enough toilets and and all that sort of stuff but also Mm -hmm you know, I when I talked to them, I, I said, I, I also want it to be a building that feels beautiful and that feels yeah. special. And, you know, if this is where we're going to come and, and meet with God's people and worship the Lord every week, you want a place that feels fitting.
1: Absolutely. I mean, when you see God giving instructions to the Israelites for the tabernacle, it's a lot of very beautiful stuff that they're creating. It's not just oh, I need a vessel to hold some like water or incense. So, you know, make a mud pot and, you know, bake it. There you go. That'll do. It's all very, it's, it's, uh, God brings organisation and and um, instruction and beauty to it as well. You know, it's all... Yes, you know, it's make it,
0: it look like a lily or a pomegranate ex- or...
1: Ex- exactly. It's, a, it's like really beautiful things that they're making um, for that
0: i was rubbish at art at school and (laughs) i don't know where to start and it all sounds good but i'm afraid it you know i i will just be rubbish at it ah
1: absolutely now um i have done a lot of teaching of um brush lettering and things in um uh adult learning classes and art centers and this is something i used to come across constantly people saying oh i'm i'm rubbish at art i'm no good and I just think everybody is born with innate creativity. Now, that may look different for some people. Some people's creativity may not express itself in watercolour, maybe something else entirely. But I think that, you know, we are creative beings made by a creator God. And, I mean, I'll let you in on a secret here. I was classed as terrible at art in school. I, yep. I did not even do it for GCSE because I was not encouraged to do it because I was deemed no good. Um, yeah, and now I am a freelance artist making, you know, making money from my work and enjoying it. And But that was something I had to overcome and to kind of be actually, um, yeah, it's not about the finished product, it's about the creation of it, it's about exercising that creativity um, and, yeah, just taking a step, in faith into opening ourselves up for that. It can feel very vulnerable. We're used to, as adults, only attempting things that we're extremely good at. You know, all (laughs) all through our adult lives, especially in the UK, it's about narrowing, narrowing, narrowing our options to become good at this one specific thing. And so when we're adults and perhaps wanting to return and thinking, oh, I'd like to have a go, but it feels too scary. It feels too vulnerable. Um, I'm hoping that this will be the book for you because it's, I feel like it's guided enough that it's not too overwhelming. I think you can do it. You can pick up some pens, have a go. Um, Yeah. There's so much that I've already illustrated in there for you. Um, And I hope that it's going to be something that people can step into open themselves up to have a go
0: great yeah I think that's right it does feel very accessible very simple beginning sort of steps I think the other thing that's worth reminding ourselves is this isn't art that we are hoping will end up on the wall of a gallery anywhere you never have (laughs) to show it to anyone Um, exactly. and if it expresses something that you wanted to about how you feel about the Lord or you know mm-hmm, your reflection mm-hmm. on that scripture that's all it's for and yeah, so yeah. it doesn't have to be good to any no, other no, standard no, and
1: that's that's literally one of the one of the little kind of um prompts that I've got in one of the weeks so a few are like that uh, one is this is not about creating instagrammable quality artwork, something that you're going to share on the gram or put on Pinterest. This is literally about a creative response from what you've read in the Bible, what's happening in your life and your conversation with God. That is what it's about. It's about trying to open up that door to expressing yourself creativity to the, uh, creatively to the Lord and it doesn't have to be what, what you might deem good, whatever that is. It's just about Opening up that door to start expressing yourself.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sophie, for uh oh, okay. talking to us about that. And uh we will put all the details of your book uh when it's available. It's not out yet, but it's due out this summer, I think. Well, and there'll be uh some photos as well so you can get an idea of the kind of thing that we've been talking about. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Church Society Podcast. You can find the whole podcast archive on our website, churchsociety.org. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your usual podcast app and we'd love it if you are able to leave a review or give us a rating over there as well.